Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. We're still looking at peace, and our scripture for today comes from Psalms chapter 37, verse 11, reading from the New American Standard Bible. It reads, But the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The New International Version reads this way, But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. What does it mean to be humble? Which we find in the New um, American Standard Bible. Or what does it mean to be meek that is highlighted in the New International Version? What comes to your mind when you hear both of those terms? I think for me, especially the meek aspect of it, and for others, you know, you can disagree or not. I think it means someone who is frail, weak, or an inability to do something. When I looked up the definitions, I looked up the definition of meek and it was quiet, gentle, and easily imposed upon and submissive. When I looked up humble, it said having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. I want us to take these two definitions and I want us to look at Jesus because he's often referred to as meek or lowly or humbled. So let's look at him through the lens of meek, the definition of meek. Was Jesus submissive? He was. He was submissive to the Father. He did what God asked him to do, even unto death. We see Jesus being submissive during his trial for his crucifixion, right? It goes back to him submitting to God's will. But was he submissive anywhere else in the Bible? I think we should ask the money changers that he whipped out of the temple. I don't think they would call him submissive. Or we can ask the Pharisees that he often had conflict in. I don't I don't think he was submissive there. I think if we asked Peter, Peter would say that he wasn't submitted submissive when he rebuked Peter on several occasions. In looking at Jesus, I don't see where he was mild or quiet. He was considered the radical of the day. Not only did he stir the pot with the religious leaders, but a little bit of the Roman citizenship because he was stirring the pot within his own culture. No, I don't consider him meek or mild. Submissive to the Father, yes, but that's it. Now, now let's look at Jesus through the word humble, with the definition of humble. Did Jesus consider himself in high regard? In looking at Philippians, the second chapter, verses 5 through 11, reading from the New International Version, it reads, Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to the cross. So Jesus was humbled, 
but it goes back to him submitting to the Father because he knew his mission. He knew what he had been sent here to do. He did not flaunt the fact that he was God, only when pointing back to the Father. Humbling oneself to me means showing restraint. At any time, Jesus could have cured everyone that he encountered. He could have revealed himself to everyone earlier, but he didn't because he submitted to the Father's timing. He humbled himself. Remember what he told Pilate? He said he could summon angels to come before the judgment, but he didn't. That's practicing humility. To me, it's the restraint of doing something that you could easily get someone else to do for you. But because you know that it needs to get done, it's not about the position that you have or your title. It's about the cause, the mission, the greater picture. Jesus always knew what he was here to do. He knew the Father's intent and he looked at each and every one of us and he knew that if he didn't go through that, we would perish. Why do you think the meek or the humble are the ones that are going to get the prosperity, as the scripture says? I think it goes back to the letter that I read to the church of Philippi that Paul wrote, that we just read. I think it's because in showing our humility, our restraint, we're submitting our lives to God's will. And part of the prosperity that we receive is the peace that knowing that we're living in accordance with God's plans. We know that God blesses his children, those who walk faithful with him and who bring peace and love will be blessed. However, it isn't the prosperity that we're supposed to concentrate on, but the living of the holy life that honors God. So the question for us today is, are we humble? Do we like to remind people exactly who we are and what we can do and all of our credentials? Or do we just allow our presence to speak to the people around us? Do they know that we're Christians because we wear crosses around our necks? And if you wear a cross around your neck, there's no judgment. This is an analogy here. Do they know you're a Christian because you have a cross on your neck? Or do they know that you're a Christian because you bring peace to the office? You bring peace to the family dinners. You're the person that people come to because there's just something about her or him that they know that they can trust and they find peace there. Let us think about that today. Let us become humble in our attitudes. Let us become humble and submit to God's will for our lives, allowing him to take care of all the details, but ensuring that we're obedient to what he has asked each and every one of us to do. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you acknowledging that we walk in pride a little bit, maybe some more than others. And we know that pride isn't a fruit of the Spirit. But we come today because we do want peace. We want peace in our hearts. We want peace in our homes. We want peace in our communities. We want peace in our country. And we want peace in our world. Today, Father, your word tells us that 
we should humble ourselves. We should be meek in the standpoint of submitting to your will. But in order to submit to your will, Lord, we have to come before you and we have to commune with you and ask what your will is for our lives. So we come asking for you to reveal your will for our lives. And then we ask that you give us the grace so that when you tell us, we will act. That we will walk by faith and not by sight. Father, for the caregivers who are listening to this podcast, they're walking by faith. Being a caregiver, you know, is not easy. But if you've called us to this task, that means you've given us the ability to do so. So I lift each and every one of them who are taking care of aging parents, disabled children or spouses, be with them, help them to feel your hand of peace and love, and open up doors for them to where they can get assistance for their loved one, where they can have respite so they can go and rejuvenate. Let them know that you love them. For the other listeners, no matter what we're going through, we're all in some form of caregiving. (laughs) And living here in this world is a struggle. Help us to bring our cares to you and allow you to ease the yoke of the burden of being here. We submit to your will. We humble our hearts before you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Now go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.